My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what, if anything, we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. Today on Squanderlust, why changing your financial habits is like quitting smoking and drinking. And why celebrating small successes is the way to take big steps forward. Today, we are talking about what happens when you change a habit and uh, some of the stages that you go through in trying to make a habit, break a habit, and sustain a change in your life. And obvious question to start off with is what experience either of us has with making or breaking a habit. So Alex, any habits that you've been trying to change? Sort of. I've had sort of a general realisation about my habits making, breaking Mm -hmm. behaviors and I've um, come to realize I think that I'm quite a quick habit person which means I'm actually quite quick to make habits but I'm quite quick to break them as well that it's not really I don't find it so hard to do a thing Mm -hmm. but I'm very quickly derailed Ah, by things so uh, it's does that even you know it's would I qualify that as a habit if I'm not doing it for very long but I can do something for like a good couple of weeks okay and then something will derail me and it'll just be gone yeah quite easily so uh, that's something that I have to watch and it's, so it's more like I'm constantly I just need to keep an eye on not being derailed by anything that's that's interesting I have a similar experience my long ongoing challenge in terms of forming a habit is getting regular exercise I am by my nature a bit of a couch potato or at least by long habit I am not a person who has the exercise habit. I always feel much better when I do it. It's not a thing that I do instinctively. And I have at various times had an exercise habit for a while and then I fall off the wagon and I have to pick myself up and start again. Mm. And it's always a, it takes a bit of a run up mm. to get back into it again. Mm. And then I'll sustain for a, for a little while and then it'll drop off again because real life happens 
Yeah, because one thing that I've habit I've been trying to curtail recently is that I I kind of tried to stop drinking so much partly because you can save yourself a lot of money by not drinking (laughs) and also it was just you know in London where you don't have to go in a car anywhere you have to drive it's just very Mm. easy any like any given random wet Tuesday that you can find yourself drinking with your friends or you know maybe just on your own and I found like as much as I thought oh gosh it's gonna be quite hard because I've got into habits of doing it I quite quickly was like nah just not doing it and I'd go 10 days without really drinking anything and then somebody would there would be some birthday and suddenly I'd be like, oh, yeah, five days down and I'm still having a drink every night. So it's that kind of thing of, um, yeah, quite I can actually quite easily change my habit, but then it can very easily change back. I don't know, if, you know, is that is yeah. that just how this works? If, if you're a person that's hard to make habits, it's really hard to break them, I don't know. Yeah, mm. interesting, interesting. So today we're going to talk about a model for thinking about making and breaking habits. It's known as the change cycle or the trans-theoretical model, if you like. And it was put together by two scientists called Prochaska and Di Clemente in 1979. And what they wanted to do at that point, they were really interested in health-related habits and particularly breaking addiction. But this now applies across really all sorts of habit making and breaking and it's used in work with all sorts of people who are either trying to make or break a health related habit but also people who are engaging in all kinds of self-destructive behavior things like repeat offenders people who are getting away from abusive relationships all kinds of you know big serious stuff where you have to make a big change in your life and how you deal with the world this is very useful in all those situations But it's totally useful for even the smallest, most minor, let's stop biting my nails type little habit that any of us might want to fix in our lives. And the sort of starting point for this, in 1979, Prochaska and Di Clemente wanted to try and bring together all the various different schools of psychotherapy. And at that point, there were about 300 different schools of psychotherapy everything had got really fragmented and a lot of the thinking about change and changing behavior was kind of stuck on why people at different points of change don't change rather than looking at the process of change as a whole so it was sort of saying for example you you were saying oh you're quite quick to make a habit but you're quite quick to fall off from doing that habit as well. So there might be one person who had a theory about why you'd be quick and somebody else would have a theory about why you'd be quick to stop again. Mm. But they hadn't sort of brought those together and they hadn't looked at the whole process of starting a habit and and trying to sustain it. So Prochaska and Di Clemente did some research using subjects who were trying to stop smoking and they found these key stages that subjects went through during that change. So we're going to talk today about what those stages are and what might stop you progressing from one stage to the next as you try and form better habits. And obviously with money, so much of money is habits, right? Mm. You mm. know, So much of humans are habits. <laughs> like we're all just, we are creatures of habits as much as you don't think we are. You like, you know, no one wants to be, oh, such a habit person. They're just wild and free and cool. But actually we are just... <laughs> creatures of habit Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah well even the most wild and free and cool people have their favorite things yeah exactly um i mean it used to be you know a thing like um when if you work in offices 
Like one of the most, in, you know, disruptive thing can be um, if you reorganise people's desks. Oh, they get really, really worked up about that because it's just like a habit thing, and everyone's mm-hmm. habit is fitted around this little environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. or you know, there's no tea bags in the pot in the morning. Everyone just breaks down because <laughs> they can't have that little habitual like run into work in the morning of gonna get in, make a cup of tea, have a quick chat, sit down. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, and with money, disrupting your habits in a way that is beneficial for you is the biggest challenge because it's about disrupting a life habit in order to achieve a financial goal. Yeah, Building the the mental relationship between changing the financial habit and getting the financial goal, Yeah, those can be quite difficult to do. So uh, let's talk through some of these stages and and see if you can recognise any of these things. The first stage is called pre-contemplation. And it's the stage at which you don't really know there's an issue that needs to be fixed. So it's when you are comfortable with your old habit, more or less. And uh, it might be, for example, somebody who never does any of their financial paperwork or only under the most extreme duress will they ever do any other financial paperwork and it might hold a view that goes something like oh only boring people are on top of their admin it's all fiddly you only ever save pennies Mm. I I can't be bothered that would be comfortable with their old habit in a way that isn't necessarily good comfortable (laughs) just because it's comfy doesn't mean it's good for you kind of situation and they may be experiencing strong moments of discomfort within that because there'll be a lot of inconvenience or expense or, you know, moments of crisis or whatever, but that feels normal. Mm. The idea that better is possible is not a part of this pre-contemplation phase. So at this point, everything feels normal, even if it's not good. Yeah. This is the the much hated on comfort zone (laughs) for people. Mm. And then... You get the next stage is contemplation. And that's when somebody sees why they should change. But making that change in practice seems way too hard. So in our example of the person who never does their admin, it might be having a chat with a friend who's quite organised, who says they saved enough money last year for a holiday by just being on top of all their financial admin and avoiding any kind of fees or charges, getting good deals on stuff, whatever it might be. And at that point, our protagonist, shall we say, who hates doing all this stuff, might say, oh, wow, it is actually worth it. I'm not just saving pennies. I'm saving a holiday's worth of money if I try and fix this. I would like a holiday. But it seems really hard. It still feels like a lot of work. Don't know how to get started. I've never done this before. Maybe there's at this point a lot of shame and self-hatred because really you telling me for years and years I've been wasting holidays worth of money like how much does that add up to all over all this Mm. time Mm. so yeah the contemplations phase is is painful Mm. right this is where you can get a bit of a dark tea time of the soul moment yeah (laughs) I think it can be a time when there's also a lot of comparison of yourself Mm. as an entire person and some of your behaviours to other people. You know, those comparisons often get quite mean on yourself. And, you know, that I, I'm i never going to be that kind of person or um, she's always been so much better at, at that than I've ever been, you know, that kind of 
when things get very comparative like that, rather than thinking about what can I do yes. about this, it's that sort of phase of it where you're yeah. looking around and realizing, you know, or feeling like you're in some ways inadequate, either in action or in entire person. <laughs> yeah. So contemplation, we've realized how bad this is, and that is on some level a motivator to change, but it's also a point at which we can get mired in guilt and shame and and sadness, actually. You have to go through a bit of grieving at this point Mm. for the past mistakes. And then we get into thinking, well, okay, let's do something about this. And we get to the preparation stage. So this is the point at which somebody wants to change, but they haven't yet taken the significant steps to do it. So this is where somebody starts to say, well, I could be a person who saves a holiday if I tried, but how do I go about that? Maybe starts reading some articles, getting some life hacks, some organisation tips, maybe asks that super organised friend for some advice. How did you afford that holiday? What did you actually do? Maybe buys some folders or, you know, starts downloading some apps that might help. All of these things are preparing for action, but none of them by themselves will actually change this person's finances. You can read every personal finance book under the sun, Mm. but if you haven't put any of it in practice, Mm. you won't be better off. Mm. It's a a necessary phase because you need to explore things and think about what options might be workable for you. But it's also, it's a bit like drawing yourself a really nice revision timetable, you know, like you feel like you're working and look at the pretty colours. And I spent a good two hours making that all organised and aren't I great? And then you get to Mm -hmm. the end and you've still done no revision. Exactly Um, that. You could quite easily fall into rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic situation. (laughs) Not that everyone's financial life is the Titanic. um, (laughs) Iceberg right ahead. Um, (laughs) No, but that's exactly it. It's finding that it's a necessary stage. Yeah. But it can go on too long. Yep, exactly that. Exactly that. Especially if you don't see where the action actually comes in from Mm. it. Yeah, and then then we do get to this action phase, right? So assuming that the preparation all goes well and you get up the courage to do it, you then step into action and change begins. So this is where somebody actually picks up the phone and speaks to one of their bill providers and changes how a bill is being paid or gets themselves on a better new tariff or actually doesn't accept their renewal quote on their insurance and goes and searches and gets a better insurance deal somewhere else and saves themselves, you know, 40 quid or whatever Mm. it might be. Mm. And it's a really great, optimistic, exciting phase. Mm. Right. We are seeing actual change. We feel strong. We feel empowered. We Mm. feel positive. Mm. And that's really fantastic. But then we have to actually keep it up. Mm. And that is our final stage. That's the maintenance stage is actually keeping going through real life, through changes of schedule of some kind, personal stuff that comes up stressful work situations or just plain forgetfulness I mean it's easy in the action phase to get a couple of actions done feel like oh I've done that Mm. happy days Mm. and then forget that sustaining and maintaining is a real thing that still has to happen it's ongoing I think there's also sort of somewhere between these two points possibly more in the action one 
but to reference Squander Lost season one, where mm-hmm. we did an episode about all or nothing, this is when your all or nothing thinking is going to come in. Like, um, yes. So actions, you know, the tendency to feel like, I'm in action mode. I have to do everything. And mm. it all has to be ticked off and, and you exhaust yourself. So yeah. actions don't have to be big and sweeping. They can be quite small and incremental, which mm. then gets you more into the maintenance Exactly. Yes, yes. Very, very much so. Very, very much so. And then at any possible stage, anyway, right through into the beginning of maintaining, you may at some point relapse and we associate relapse with addictions because this is where this kind of cycle came from was it was addiction therapy like I was saying but that's just the name of the stage and it's where you drop back into an earlier stage. Mm -hmm. So it can happen really at any point during this ongoing process that you can Mm -hmm. cycle back into an earlier stage because you haven't sustained that momentum through Mm -hmm. and eventually you'll have to repeat the cycle if you've relapsed. You'll have to go back through the other stages again. But eventually you'll get into a point with your maintenance where you've fixed the things that were causing you to relapse earlier Mm -hmm. Um, and you will maintain and you'll be able to keep things going on an ongoing basis because you've been able to identify what the issues were that were coming up and, and acting as barriers. And with our person who is managing their money, you know, this is where they're actually keeping track of their finances on an ongoing basis, maybe got a schedule for when annual payments come up that need renewing, that maybe need to be checked again, mm. just kind of have a bit of a plan for how on an ongoing basis they're going to keep track of all the different bits and pieces mm. that need to be done and then make sure they're making the time to actually get those things done and doing them when they in good time on an ongoing basis. And then being super happy and hopefully saving enough to go on that holiday and be just as smug as their organized friend. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because I think the concept of relapse can split into two different things, that being an action relapse. So, you know, you've been noting everything down or, you mm. know, doing a proper, you know, you've written out your budget and you've transferred your money into your different places or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you've been doing. But mm. um, there can be an action thing of, oh, I just kept forgetting to write things down. But there's also, you know, the sort of <laughs> emotional relapse of, you know, going back to not believing that you can do it or, you know, undermining yourself or thinking that what you have done already doesn't count. It's not good enough. It's never going to solve. You know, there is a, a lot of tie back to kind of all or nothing in this and that relapse also being, you know, not forgiving yourself when you do stuff it up and it's moving your thinking away from the old habits as well. And it won't just be doing a financial thing to form a new habit. It will be trying you know this is behavior change but keeping an eye on your sort of comfort habits so that are obstacles yeah so let's talk about some of the things that can cause you to get stuck in any of these phases and may cause you to relapse or to just stay in a phase and not progress forward into the next phase Mm. so the pre-contemplation one is really obvious right in pre-contemplation you are just stuck you're in denial that there is an issue in the first place. You may not even know or think about the fact that there's an issue. You might have a bit of a sense of something's not quite right, yeah. but but you're not paying any attention to it, really, if you can possibly help it. So you're going to be stuck in pre-contemplation pretty much by definition because it it is what it is, right? You don't know there's a problem, really, yeah. at that point. It, it, it could just manifest as, like, background anxiety or... Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it, or, or you're a bit irritable about something it, or yeah. feeling a bit depressive about something. It's so not on your radar that you can't put it down as a thing. So mm-hmm. you, maybe you just need to think about how do I feel in general. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, so the thing that keeps you stuck in pre-contemplation is you, you just don't really know that, mm. that that's a thing that you could or should fix. Mm. And in contemplation, so this is where you've realised that there is a problem. At this point, it'll be sort of self-pity and the defeatism, the guilt, the shame. You've realised there's a problem, but the thing that will stop you from moving forward is really the process of feeling bad about that and moving from, like I said, maybe grieving a little bit even for the past mistakes. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready to acknowledge that yes the mistakes were made yes you need to kind of acknowledge that they were not good but also make that commitment to moving onwards and not repeating them and and it's self-pity and defeatism and guilt and shame that Mm. will keep you in the contemplation phase when you need to be moving on and and stepping forward into preparing for a better future Mm. and then with preparation say you get past that self-pity and defeatism with preparation it's a little bit more subtle it's often a fear of real change that will stop you because preparation is cheeky preparation is where you feel like you're making change Mm. but you're not Mm. Um, revision timetable revision timetable (laughs) 
<laughs> Incredibly complicated budget spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, I've got like three of those. Oh yeah. This is this is preparation is is the Alex phase. Yeah. Um, this is where it all goes wrong for me. Uh-huh. I make the things. But are not that are not the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so easy with me. It'll be research. Mm. Uh, for me, my preparation phase stuckness comes in reading a million articles about whatever the thing is that I need to just get on and make happen. Mm. And I will get stuck trying to decide what the right rationale is or what the right method is instead of just trying a couple and seeing what really suits me in practice mm. or going back and looking at myself and saying, well, what do I want most out of this? Mm. Let's fit the one that fits best with that. Mm. I'll just read about what exists in the world instead of working from my own priorities. Mm. So the preparation point is really about fear of real change. Mm. And it's about the fact that on some level, you're going to have to let go of some part of your past self and your yeah. past behavior. Mm. And you will have had some benefit. Mm. Even if a past behavior is not good for you, something about it will have benefited you. It might have been stable or, mm-hmm. you know, if it's been a way that you've operated for a long time, it's understandable. You mm-hmm. know, it makes logical sense and it's it's easy in some way, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. It can be the convenient thing. It can be the comfortable thing. It can be the easy option. Mm. It can be sitting on your sofa eating ice cream watching telly instead of going to the gym Mm. which is just in the short term that is a more pleasant activity in the long term ain't so great yeah yeah prioritizing short term over long term etc etc preparation is about a lot of it is about the fear of letting go of the good thing Mm. in order to get to the the long-term benefit and with money that's very often about either giving up some short-term comfort that you've Mm. had for a a long-term positive Mm. or it's about using a new provider or a new method and that feels risky Mm. and there is a fear that is this really right Mm. or it can be a change in self-image you were talking about how you know with that money idea it's oh well you know I'm this exciting person who doesn't you become the person who says no and yeah it doesn't feel good yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Even if you're saying no for a, a long-term Fantas- outcome. Fantastic. Yeah. A fantastic yes that will yeah. come later. Um, but right now you've got to do a short-term no. Even if that no is just to yourself, right? Mm. Yeah. So so all of those things sort of can combine to keep somebody in that preparation phase. And then when you get into action, it seems like action. nothing's going to stop you in action. But actually, oh boy, we both just said we can get started, start mm. doing some actions and we we stop doing those. Mm. And actually with action phase, it's often over optimism and a failure to plan realistically for what may hinder you from sustaining this habit. Mm. Failure to be realistic about what the barriers are in your life that will trip you up as you try and and keep this thing going onward. Mm. One of the circumstances that can, you know, it will probably arise that you have to adapt to is just getting much more used to pushing through the discomfort of the whole thing. Yeah. That, you know, that constant sort of feeling, that grating that you feel or that might increase as as you go along. 
Yeah, because because actually, I completely forgot at the beginning of this. Like, what have I done with my habits recently? I've I've completely revolutionised my budgeting life. What a surprise! Wow, <laughs> and and it has been quite a degree. Although I've been taking a lot of action, and I have finally managed to get through the preparation phase of drawing up complicated spreadsheets, which oh. every time I open them, I can't remember how I formulated them. But um, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, so I'm preparing them every time again. But the action thing is like um. The reality of it is really uncomfortable, you know, that I can see I'm much more aware of my day to day, week to week spending. And it's, yeah. you know, it, even though I am taking actions around that and, you know, I'm going from a thing of using one bank account where mm-hmm. there's money in it and I just use it to mm-hmm. now I've got another bank account with a very specific amount in that mm-hmm. I am allowed to run down every month. Mm-hmm. But even as that near zero at the end of the month, I panic. It's right. very uncomfortable. Right. Um, and right. it's that kind of stuff that would, you know, it almost makes me want to jack the whole thing in because it's so confronting. Oh. You know, like, and that, that's the sort of, yes. you're not ready for your new self drifting over into yes. the action, you know, feelings yes. of I'm doing this thing and it is just very uncomfortable. Yes. So not, on some level, it's about not quite trusting the process mm. when you get into it. Yeah, yeah. That can definitely be an issue. And I, I really like what you said earlier as well about sometimes action can be taking too much action and exhausting yourself mm. as well. That's really, really key. People classically do that. With We've talked before about people who make st- overly strict budgets mm. and how that can be a real kind of uh, kicker in terms of sustaining and it, it can also happen when people are trying to do too much admin all at once mm. and you get entangled and distracted and make mistakes because you're trying to set up this and change that and, and so on and so on. And you've got, you know, three lots of interactions with three lots of big bureaucratic institutions that you're trying to manage all at once mm. and you hate all of them. Mm. And at some point, you know, you end up speaking to some poor student on the phone and they're going through some computer says no nonsense with you and you just slam the phone down on them out of sheer frustration because you've made too many of these calls all at once (laughs) back to back and of course at that point you're going to want to jack it all in Mm. because does it really feel worth it so yeah not getting enough payoff early enough in your action and trying to take on too many actions all at once can definitely cause um a tendency to lapse backwards. So what can we do? What can we do? So the first thing is just recognise that it is a cycle mm. and relapsing is really normal. Mm. But also recognise where you are in the cycle. I think that's one of the most important things. Mm. If you're trying to make a change, actually knowing the cycle can really help you to step forward into the next mm. phase or recognise when you've been in a phase for a long time. Mm. So if we go through the stages again, think about what they what they might look and feel like a little bit. Again, by definition, in pre-contemplation, you don't really know what the issue is, but you may have some kind of intuition that there's something wrong. Mm. Yeah, this is definitely like symptom phase. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, you are by definition not able to link it to an actual thing because then it, you would be in contemplation. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. The contemplation phase, when you have actually worked out what the thing is that you need to fix, mm-hmm. understand that it's okay to feel sad about some of the missed opportunities or problems caused, but you really need to not beat yourself up because beating yourself up over things is what will keep you in contemplation and stop you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Instead, start thinking, well, what are my next steps? I, you know, Accept that you need to take responsibility for what has happened in the past, mm-hmm. but think about what do I need to do next and if you don't know what you need to do next well what are the questions do you need to answer 
in order to try and work out either who can advise you or what you need to learn. See if you can find somebody else who solved the problem before you. I think also like not underestimate your own ability to do this. Like it doesn't always have to be externally referencing. You know, you will have done this before you just might not have credited yourself for it in something else or are you particularly good at habits in somewhere else in your life that you could draw on that yeah I I would agree with that definitely definitely people will often be at different stages of the cycle with regard to different aspects of their life so you probably have habits that you've changed and you're maintaining the new habit you may have things that you're in pre-contemplation about Mm. even within finances you could be Uh, maintaining and sustaining in one area but then in pre-contemplation about something else and kind of you have a nagging sense that you're not probably not doing great with it but you're not ready to look at what's what you're really doing wrong and not ready to fix it so that yeah that's a really important point too if you're getting stuck in preparation we've talked about what that looks like extensively this is the point where you just need to flipping do it pick a thing pick a thing. thing yeah if it goes wrong Hopefully it won't be the end of the world. Only the end of the world is the end of the world. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, Give it a go. Give it a go. Take the leap. Pick a small thing. Pick a big thing. Just try something. Yes, exactly. And then once you've taken that leap, balance the optimism with contingency planning. So actually, because action is an optimistic phase, because it is a positive phase, it's actually quite a good time to do some contingency planning because you won't feel overwhelmed with misery thinking about the things that can go wrong because you're in an optimistic place already Mm. so this is actually quite a good time to see if you can find buddies work out what systems you can put in place to try and help you to sustain these new habits Mm. try and identify any kind of triggers for the old habit and see whether you can remove those from your life Mm. with habits it's all about the small things so do you need to walk a different route to work to to not go past a particular shop where you always face temptations? Do you need to not get a particular magazine that always shows you something that you'll want to buy? Do you need to set up a calendar reminder to make sure you just always schedule time to do a particular thing? I think that action phase is also not just about the action that you're trying to take on the particular thing, but acknowledging the outcomes of some of the actions you've already taken, that yes. being an action of it. Spend some time actually acknowledging what you have achieved because when you've slipped back again, you can at least go, well, I did manage that. You know what? I did. Like five times out of the eight, I promised myself I did it. And then next time it will be six times out of eight, you know, that kind of thing. Of We yes. need to acknowledge our, acknowledge our achievements a little bit more and then it's easier to do the forgiving bit if we fall back into an earlier phase. Yes. I think for me, the most empowering thing about learning the change cycle was that I began to be more forgiving and I began to be more happy to celebrate the successes I had achieved under Mm. each action phase. Mm. I began to take forward the knowledge from each preparation phase Mm. and the learning from each action phase. And if I did slip back, instead of just saying, oh, I'm so useless, I can never Mm. fix my bad habits, I began to say to myself, oh, I've just got to go around the cycle again. Okay. Mm. Oh, I'm back in contemplation. Oh, this is fun. Mm. Okay. Well, let's start preparing again. Mm. And, And I would cycle through much more quickly but also spend less time being unhappy Mm. 
each time and and I could kind of bounce through a lot more quickly Mm. and get into one of the more positive preparation action phases much more happily because I was more ready, like you said, to really celebrate the successes under action. And also, I think once you see it this way, you do see that relapse is normal. Mm. It is a part of Mm. change. In fact, you can use it as a tool because if you've relapsed, there's obviously a better way of doing it. Yes. So just find the better way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, just when you get into maintenance again, sort of saying you're going to take each day as it comes. You know, again, we're back into addiction talk, but that is such a it's such a great way to think about it. You know, don't despair. A little setback is not necessarily a full on relapse you know a little setback just a little setback it's very normal and and just understand that you have done it you have changed a habit and now you're going to keep going in in that new habit and eventually it will be habitual and the whole point of habits is that you don't think about them and you get to just get on with your life in a in a new and different way and that can be a really wonderful thing You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com, where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give, the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King, and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.